Support for this podcast and the following message come from Internet Essentials from Comcast. Connecting more than 6 million low-income people to low-cost, high-speed Internet at home. So students are ready for homework, class, graduation, and more. Now they're ready for anything. Happy Friday, everyone. I'm Robin Hilton from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. It is New Music Friday, that day of the week when a whole bunch of albums come out. And on this episode, we're looking at the best releases for September 7th, starting with St. Paul and the Broken Bones and their album, Young Sick Camellia. Funky with St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Their record is Young Sick Camellia. Stephen Thompson's here to talk about this one. It is good to be here, Robin. And because you started with that particular song, now I have Night Fever by the Bee Gees going. Oh, totally. (laughs) This song's got it bad. Uh, This is this is a band, you know, that they've always had this retro blue-eyed soul sound. And but what are they doing on this one? Well, they're expanding well beyond that. Uh, you know, my initial impression of St. Paul and the Broken Bones was based on kind of early performances I saw where Paul Janeway, the singer, would get up there and he would just perform with like veins bulging on his neck. And I remember standing there, arms folded and being like, good singer needs a volume knob. And over time, he's done, a, I think, a really nice job he'll still hit the rafters, but he's modulating his his voice. He's modulating his sound. So it's not just all blowing your hair back right. every second of every song. And this record, which is produced by like an R&B hip hop producer named uh, Jack Splash, has more of like a disco feel, more of a funk feel, kind of a late summer record. And for me, it's so much more interesting than where I had pigeonholed this band a few years ago. Yeah, I love what they're doing on this one. Uh, a, a real fun listen. Young Sick Camellia from St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Stephen, let's do one more. This is the band Spiritualized, and the album is called And Nothing Hurt. Slow down for the lights There's a cop up there Who sits up all night Take the hill in second gear And you can see my house from here 
band has spiritualized the album is And Nothing Hurt. This is the band's first album in six years. And Stephen, for people who don't know Spiritualized, tell us who they are and what it means to have them back. Well, Spiritualized is mostly Jason Pierce, uh, who records under the name J Spaceman. He's been around for, God, like 30 years now, yeah. uh, making these uh, kind of space rock epics. When you think about Spiritualized, if you're a fan of the band, you often will go to these these really unbelievably ambitious epic albums. You think of an album like Ladies and Gentlemen, We Are Floating in Space, right. which I love, right. or a, a record called Sweetheart, Sweet Light from a few years back that, I, that blew me away. And I, you just think of this symphony Phonic rock, right. this, this grand space rock epics, you know, with strings and horns and that kind of booming percussion and these Memphis soul kind of feel to it. That song you hear sounds kind of like the Velvet Underground a little bit. I was thinking like Bob Dylan almost at, at times listening to this one. There are just lots of threads to pull on in, in this sound. And what's so interesting about this record to me is how it was made. He's pretty accustomed to making records that have a, a production budget, that that right. you know have like real oomph behind the, the they're making you just picture a mi- mixing board with 500 yeah, big, channels big you know studio. just big studio and he didn't get the budget that he wanted for this record and so he made it more or less at home and i remember reading that like oh the new spiritualized records coming out and he made it at home and I'm bedroom like, recording and i was like what no that's not how right. spiritualized records are supposed to sound right. he's supposed to have the london symphony orchestra <laughs> behind him and you listen to this record and it sounds like he does yeah and he also writes songs about redemption and survival and mortality and desire, these big feelings. You know, he's written records about kind of like near-death experiences and really puts a lot of his heart and soul into them. So you get these very emotional recordings that are also so richly produced. I I think he's amazing and I love this new record. Yeah, he manages to go big on a bedroom recording. And this band, as you said, they've they've been around really almost 30 years and I was doing some research on them and there are more past members (laughs) of this band than there are current members. Oh, by 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 far. By far. The press photo is just him. (laughs) Yeah. But it's great to get a new one from Spiritualized, the album and nothing hurt. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you, Robin. And from Spiritualized, let's go to the singer Shannon Moser and her album I'll Sing. Shannon Moser is uh, the artist, and her new album is called I'll Sing. 
And uh, this song we're hearing is Haircut Song. Lars Gottrich here to talk about this one. Hey, Lars. Hey, Robin. So I, the artist I hadn't heard of before, you turned her on to me. You said you'll love her, and I listened and immediately loved her. Yeah, and the thing that I, I kind of thought of while listening to you know, so often if somebody has an acoustic guitar, we call it folk music, right. and that's always wrong. Right. Or nine times out of yeah, ten, almost wrong. always wrong. But this actually feels like a modern folk record. It really minds Towns Van Zant style folk and country music in a way that is timeless but current at the same time. She she writes love songs, but sometimes they're love songs about laboring through love or actual like hard labor in conjunction with love. And the song that we, that we just listened to, When I Met You, Your Hair Was Long, that line, it's very simple, but it's a very clever way to think about the passage of time, which right. is a thing that folk music does. It thinks about change. Yeah, she's a tremendous lyricist, too. The song Haircut, there's another line in it. She says, a broken heart will convince itself of many things, like I need you. There's another song where she sings, I guess I don't cry anymore. It's just a feeling, and that's what feeling is for. I, I love that. She's a, a tremendous lyricist and a lot to dig into on this one. A beautiful listen. Shannon Moser's the singer, and her new album is called I'll Sing. Lars, you'll be back in the second half of the show to talk about another standout for September 7th. But first, let's go to the band Suicide Boys and their new album, I Want to Die in New Orleans. <laughs> Yeah, I was the way, but now I feel the tide pulling back. Ocean flat, off and I lay it, just off and sleep up my back, cause a couple of my back. My liver really starting to slack, and like I feel myself a gang from the cigarette packs. I haven't thought I see what's up since I was living in the back. I'm black, I'm bad, my heart's torn in life. Now I've got everything I ever wanted, but now I don't want it. I feel like I'm on it, I feel like I'm cursed. Nobody's who I'm a dirty, the dirt of my dear, woman, I'm a cruel nerve. Yeah, I see what it's worth on me out of the curb. The Suicide Boys, uh, the album is I Want to Die in New Orleans, and Rodney Carmichael from NPR Music here to talk about this one. Hey, Rodney. Hey, Robin. How you doing? All right. This is a a bleak one. This, This album is pretty dark. Yeah, this is Ruby the Cherry and Slick Sloth, two guys from the 7th Ward of New Orleans who have really been at this for quite a while. These are two cousins, and they actually were musical guys as solo artists who decided to come together several years ago and be a duo, and they made a pact between themselves that if they didn't make it in music by 30, they would kill themselves. That is just so twisted to me. I mean, they they definitely, in interviews, they say that that is really true. But, you know, they really maintain that their music is inspired by their lifestyle, which is, you know, drug addiction, depression, this darkness and infatuation with suicide. And, you know, they really maintain that that it's just them expressing their feelings. I mean, these are two white guys who grew up in very kind of dark parts of New Orleans and, you know, have survived that life. And I guess are trying to bring that to life in through their music. They've got such an unusual flow, too, that it's almost like 
I don't know, like a military cadence almost or something. Yeah, it's real intoxicating. And, you know, there's a lot of question about how much of what they're doing is derivative of like early horrorcore hip hop. You know, they have this sound that is very reminiscent of like early Bone Thugs and Harmony or, you know, early 3-6 Mafia. And those are definitely influences that you can hear. But I think in a lot of ways, they also represent this really new wave of dark emo rap that lives on the internet, lives on SoundCloud, and is really defining for this era in the genre of hip-hop. It is bleak, it is very dark, but I found it completely arresting. It's it's one of those things, like the equivalent of I couldn't take my eyes off it. I could not stop listening to this to this record from start to finish. I Want to Die in New Orleans from Suicide Boys. Thanks, Rodney. Thank you. We still have a few more albums to get through for this week's New Music Friday, but first let's take a short break, and we'll be right back. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from the Lagunitas Brewing Company, helping bands reach more ears through beers. Because the perfect soundtrack for music is a fine ale. Hear more at Lagunitas.com. It's New Music Friday from All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. We're doing a quick run through the best albums out on September 7th. We start the second half of this week's show with Paul McCartney and his new album, Egypt Station. McCartney, the album is Egypt Station, and this song with a great hook in it is called Dominoes. And here to talk about this one is NPR Music's Ann Powers. Hey, Ann. Hey, Robin. How you doing? All right. You know, I, I think Paul McCartney's genius is undeniable, but I, I think it's also fair to say that his output has been hit hit or miss over the years as a solo artist. And and when I heard this one, Egypt Station, I just thought this is his best album in maybe 20 years, maybe since Flaming Pie. He's so playful on this record. He worked with the producer Greg Kirsten, who's collaborated with a host of pop stars. And Greg Kirsten and Macca seem like such a great match, you know? I mean, the songs here are really memorable. 
I think one of the things that is uh, that I haven't liked as much with McCartney as he's gotten older with his music is that he's continued to write very often these sort of baby I love you songs and I, I just keep thinking you know surely he's 76 now surely he's got some he's learned something and has some wisdom that he could share with us and he does that on this record there are some of the baby I love you songs but there are these quieter, more introspective moments, like on Domino's, where you find him reflecting on where he is now late in his life. Oh, but Robin, what reflects more wisdom than the desire to say, baby, I love you? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a fundamental human urge and also a fundamentally beautiful part of uh, human existence to be in love, to flirt, to enjoy the process of falling in love. And that's always been so fundamental to Paul McCartney's charm, but also to the way he's accessed rock and roll. Well, he also, those things about, you know, the need to make the most of every day. And the song we heard, Dominoes, is all about, you know, the dominoes of your life falling, how inevitable everything is, the passing of time and you know, we're winding this path toward the ends of, end of our lives and, and to try to have a blast along the way. But the overall mood is that mood of, of joy in the moment, joy in the studio, um, joy in making music. So thanks for that, Mecca. We always love you for that. Yeah, it, it is a gift, and I have really enjoyed listening to this one, Egypt Station, from Paul McCartney. And Anne, you've got one more album that we want to talk about for this week's New Music Friday, and it's the artist known as M&E-K, and his debut album is called Language. Because I may only speak English, but another language I know is body. You're speechless, but I can hear you calling me loud and clear. You seem tense. So come on over, let me know your body Cause I know your heart, I know your mind, your soul Give me something I can hold Like your body on the way We will find beauty in the simple things We'll align so perfectly Never then can you see Love will be the only one we'll ever need She to she Mouth to mouth, lost in translation every time I'm around you. I wanna know what you're about. Don't worry about the words not coming out. Cause I may only speak English, but another language I know is body. The artist is M-N-E-K, and that is the letters M-N-E-K. Uh, his new album is called Language. This is his debut album. Uh, I speak English, but uh, the, another language I know is body. And that's the song we're listening to is called Body. And who is M-N-E-K? He's, and why is this is one of the week's standouts? Yeah, this record really stands out for me among many excellent sort of R&B and R&B adjacent releases this week. There's a wonderful new album by Estelle, her first in a while. The experimental R&B artist Stephen A. Clark out of Miami has a great new record. Candace Springs, who was a Prince protege, um, her second record just came out. But I chose Emanike's debut because, as you just heard on that song, Body, he's a, he's a very witty lyricist. You know, I love it when he's like, I need something to hold on to in this relationship, like your body. It's funny, you know, yeah. it's cute. It's, it, it's a great pop line. Two, he's an out gay man and um, he writes beautifully about love um, and his attraction to other men. And I just think that the way he creates R&B in a pop context 
is so exciting. Like, it's very connected to dance music. I think the lines between R&B and dance in England are much more blurred than they have been some at some times in the U.S., where R&B tends to head more toward hip-hop. And and so here's this soulful, wonderful voice, these these great arrangements, these great songs, but with that little extra kind of electronic dance floor element that just makes it spring for me. Yeah, I don't know how, how else to say it other than that he just has a great vibe to this music. It's very yeah. positive and... Uh, uplifting and life-affirming, and he does, he does sing about being grateful for every little moment in your life. M-N-E-K is the artist, and the new album is called Language. Thanks, Anne. Thank you, Robin. All right, up next, the singer Mira. Her new album is called Understanding. the singer her new album is called understanding and uh, with us to talk about this one is NPR music's marissa larusso hey hi robin you know mira is a really incredible poet and i think she has just this really beautiful voice that she does really interesting things with but what excites me so much about this new record is the production on it she said that this record is a conscientious return to her early unconventional recording process so she kept a lot of first takes and a lot of room sounds and she used some broken equipment and analog synths and i feel like you can really kind of feel her hands in the recording yeah we were talking earlier and i think you used the word scratchy which is yeah. a great way to describe this, but she was an early pioneer in the whole bedroom recordings of mixing gentle acoustics with subtle electronics. And mm-hmm. she finds that balance so perfectly on this one, I think. Yeah. And something else I've always loved about Mira is that her, she's always been so comfortable in her own skin. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a quiet confidence in these songs, I think. You know, like they're, they're strong, but not hard. There's a lot of empathy, and it feels like there are, there are some love songs on the record that feel very much like they're directed at other people, but there are a lot of songs on the record that kind of feel like, not exactly pep talks, but kind of songs to give yourself strength and songs to love yourself, and I think that's a very Mira approach. Mira is the singer, and the record is called Understanding. Thanks, Marissa. Thank you, Robin. 
We've got one more record to talk about before we go, but there are a whole lot of other notable releases for September 7th. Of course, there's the new Paul Simon record, In the Blue Light. It's brilliant. We just posted an incredible interview with him, uh, and we dig into that record a whole lot more in that interview. If you haven't listened to that, definitely give it a listen. Eric Bachman's No Recover is out today. Saint Bosse's I'm a Dream is also out on September 7th. There's a new Jeff the Brotherhood record called Magic Songs and a Mother's album, a new album from the band Mothers called Render Another Ugly Method. All right, our last album for this week's New Music Friday comes from the band Amnesia Scanner. The record is called Another Life. Amnesia Scanner is the band. This uh, is the title track from Another Life and Back to Talk About. This one is Lars Gottridge, and it is crazy pants. <laughs> this record. <laughs> it's one way to put it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, this song, when it when it starts, it's got it's so jagged, and I hear that, and it's very cathartic to me. I, I It sounds like something I would like to plug the guitar into and make, you know, late at night in the basement or something. Well, Amnesia Scanner is a Finnish duo based out of Berlin, and they're very much of the same school of, uh, of experimental electronic music as like somebody like Holly Herndon, mm-hmm. who is also based out of Berlin currently. And their music explores how technology fundamentally changes humanity. And you can hear that in the music because it's a it's got a bit of an ADD quality to it. You heard like this robotic pop voice funneling through it all. Uh, they call that uh, amnesia. Scanner calls that disembodied voice, they call it Oracle, and it, quote, represents the sentience that has emerged from Amnesia Scanner. So who knows what that means? <laughs> I love it. It feels like the machines have finally won. Right. <laughs> and they're just... We're, we're, ju- we're just learning how to live with each other, Robin. <laughs> yeah, I know. Amnesia Scanner is the band, and uh, the album, which is really an amazing listen, is called Another Life. Thanks for bringing this one to us, Lars. Thanks, Robin. A reminder to tell your friends about the program and follow me on Twitter at N-P-R-O-B-I-N. To see a list of the albums we talked about, check out the podcast description for this episode. You can also go to npr.org slash allsongs. You can hear full versions of the songs we featured from these records and a whole lot of other great releases in the new Music Friday playlist from NPR Music. Go to npr.org slash Spotify or open the Spotify app and search for NPR Music. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. Be well, have a great weekend, and treat yourself to lots of great music. There's another life. 
Thanks for listening. Check out all of NPR's podcasts at npr.org slash podcasts, including eight of the country's top 20 podcasts, according to PodTrack's podcast metrics. That's npr.org slash podcasts.